0: So really, like, really, truly enjoying what others think is, I don't know, mundane, boring, same old same. Like, I'm recording this right now. Every person in my house is sleeping. All those beating hearts that I love so much are here. They're safe. Praise God no one's in a hospital. I'm drinking a hot cup of coffee next to me. I look forward to it every morning. I have a roof over my head. Praise God my, my dogs are laying next to me on the rug right here like friends this is it this is life like this is what gives us hope welcome back to the motherhood podcast a live workshop style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey there was a point in my life when i was trying to do all the things parent my kids pour into my marriage run a busy law practice keep up my home And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now, I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and I am so grateful you're here spending time with me today. Christmas is right around the corner. I know this can be a really hectic time for us, mom. So I just thought we would slow down a bit today, just take a little rest from all the doing that we can get caught up in this time of year, and really just spend a few minutes and kind of meditate on. The reason for this season, as as cliche as that sounds. So for those of us who are celebrating the birth of Jesus, I thought it would be fitting to talk about hope this week and just how we can really encourage our kids to remain hopeful. I don't really pretend to know what it's like to be a kid in, in 2022. I mean, they just lived through a pandemic and they have access to really everything, like the internet and all the, the doom and gloom uh, that, that just comes, I think, at their fingertips. This digital, digital era, right, makes bullying easier and they have access to the news. And I think there's really so much pressure on our kids, like school pressure and sports pressure and extracurriculars and getting into college and like all of these things that were just different when we were kids. So it's really no wonder, I think, that our kids are Suffering from from fear and anxiety um, now more than more than ever, and without the right tools, right, without a support system, without the right mindset, training of that mindset to kind of handle all of this stress, I can kind of see why why and how our kids can feel hopeless sometimes. And hope is really an an an, an antidote, an antidote to fear. It's an antidote. To depression it's it's an antidote to anxiety and, and apathy and yes you guys you guys know how sensitive I am to mental health mental illness is real I'm not trying to bypass you know medical conditions that need medical treatment or medication and just be up here like screaming hope at you guys but it helps like hope gives us a reason to get up in the morning Hope is a light in the darkness, hope gets us through some really tough times, and hope can keep us going. And when I was preparing for this episode, I found this study uh, from the Penn Resiliency Program, I'll link it for you guys in the show notes, but it showed that hope, hopefulness can dramatically reduce childhood anxiety, and it can dramatically reduce childhood depression. So this is all research-backed. And what they found is that hopeful kids have a sense of self-control. Hopeful kids see challenges and obstacles as temporary. Uh, they see them as things that can be overcome. And because of that, hopeful kids are more likely to thrive and hopeful kids are more likely to be helpful to others. And the best part of all of this is that hope is teachable. That's good news for us as parents, right? We can teach our kids to have hope. We can be intentional about teaching them to have hope. Like we teach them to, I don't know, be kind or teach them to be generous or teach them to brush their teeth, right? And I think too often when we, and I say we as a society, when we think of hope, uh, I think it's really, it's pretty weak. Like, like we hope, I don't know, we hope the pickup line at school isn't too long today, or we hope what we ordered on Amazon actually gets delivered in two days. Like I hope my kids don't get sick this week because I have a lot of stuff to do you guys get my drift. And and I think hope is so much more than just a wish, right? It's so much more than just a desire or something that we want. It's this really deep embodied confidence in God. It's like when everything around us is getting a little crazy, we have hope. And that's precisely when we need hope, right? Like when everything's going really well, hope's probably not top of mind. And hope, like, like, a lot of skills and a lot of things we talk about even on Motherhood Monday, hope is a muscle, and we've got to train it if we're going to strengthen it. So if we're low on hope when things are going well, when things feel good, when everything's kind of going their way, it's all copacetic, it's it's going to be hard to have great hope when things start to turn around and look pretty bleak. So what we can do is we can start teaching our kids how to hope, how to have hope on the daily. So that they start to really grow that hope muscle, if you will. So here are some ways we can do it. The first, I think, is really teaching our kids that life is just seasonal. It's cyclical. Everything comes in seasons, right? Life just happens that way. And not only literal calendar seasons, like spring and summer and fall, but just like seasons, just seasons of peaks, seasons of valleys, seasons of ups, seasons of downs, seasons of you know chaos, seasons of stillness. It's all cyclical. And I think sometimes we think like this too shall pass, right? And we think that to ourselves or we say that to our kids when they're facing something really challenging or really tough. But I also try to teach it to myself and to my kids. Like when when times are good too, like even the really good high mountain top times they pass too. Every day is only 24 hours. So what we think of as our best day, what my kids think of as their best day, I don't know if we... Go to Disney World or something like it's still only 24 hours and the worst day nothing is going their way and they're like at their wit's end on the verge of a breakdown everything seems to be going wrong. That's also only 24 hours and I think part of the lesson here is to really enjoy when you're on the mountaintop right because it's not going to last forever. But really more than that, and I think deeper than that and more fulfilling is that we can't live and our kids have to be taught they can't live only for those mountaintop days, right? We can't live for those three days a year that they spend at Disney, right? We can't live for our next vacation or our next big event or whatever it is that we've been daydreaming about or waiting for. Yes, we enjoy it to the fullest because we know that those days are special and they're going to pass. We're gonna miss out on so much beauty, friends. We're gonna miss out on so much of the joy of life that happens in the day-to-day if we're just living for those big moments. Jeff's grandfather used to say that life is a collection of Tuesdays. And I've always kind of clung on to that because it's not the highlight reel, right? It's not the highlight reel of those mountaintop best days. And it's also not the stretches where you feel like you're in a valley. But life really happens in that that middle range, right? That in between, and we can't miss it. So I think we can just remind our kids that there's so many things to look forward to. Yes, that gives us hope and we can enjoy that. Not just those those far off best days ever, um, but we can enjoy the in between. And I think that is foundational for optimism. Like we literally can always have something to look forward to. But that's also a muscle that we have to build. So really, like really, truly enjoying what others think is, I don't know, mundane, boring, same old same. Like I'm recording this right now. Every person in my house is sleeping. Like, all those beating hearts that I love so much are here. They're safe. Praise God no one's in a hospital. I'm drinking a hot cup of coffee next to me. I look forward to it every morning. I have a roof over my head. Praise God my my dogs are laying next to me on the rug right here like friends this is it this is life like this is what gives us hope and because when we approach life I think from the from the opposite perspective I think then hope is hard to come by right pessimism just as a default approach to life that will eat away your hope have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. So it's really critical that we help our kids to catch that negativity, right? To not let that negative thought that kind of passes through, not let it land before that pessimism really becomes a habit for them, before their, their paradigm of life is just run by their negative thoughts. And as parents, when we notice that they have a negative thought, when we notice pessimism, we can interrupt it. We can interrupt it. And I did a whole episode on optimism and on positivity back in episode 58. So if you're looking for handles on how to help your kids really interrupt that pessimism um, and encourage more positivity, give episode 58 a listen. There's a ton of practical tools and handles there, ideas for you guys to get started. Okay, so that's first. And then second, I think we can really remind our kids that they're not alone. I think sometimes when we feel really lonely, it's easy to feel hopeless. And I often teach here on the podcast that our kids can handle pretty big things, right? Like they can handle some pretty uncomfortable things. They can handle news and knowing about life's, I don't know, harsher realities. And this stuff doesn't necessarily have to be traumatic for them or too much for them um, because they don't have to process it alone. So being with them, right, and then them learning and trusting that they can count on you to be there with them through that as they're processing through the tough times. It's really so important because they need to know, like really know that they don't have to face anything they're going through alone. Like we've got their backs. We genuinely care. We're going to make time to be present with them. We're going to ask them questions, right? We're going to hold that space. They're not an inconvenience to us. They're not too much. We've got them. And more than us more than their parents more than any other person the truth is that we are going to let them down once in a while so we really need to reassure them that God's got them through it all like in every up every down God is with them he knows what they're going through he knows what they're going through better than they even do better than we ever could with all our you know human limitations he's with them he's with them when they're sick he's with them when they're being bullied he's with them when they have a big test or when they get bad news like he's with them when they feel hopeless and we can really teach and share with our kids that that he's their hope like we can read them scripture about hope i think romans 15 13 is a great place to start says may the god of hope fill us with all joy and peace yes please right he is the god of hope he's with them he's the source of their joy and their peace so they can always have hope in him. He created them. He loves them without end. They can trust him in everything. And then third, and I talked about this a little bit in episode 58 too, is really encouraging our kids to question their thoughts. Because I think a lot of times when we feel hopeless, we don't have a clear view. We don't have a, um, like our perspective is is skewed, right? So we have to learn to be able to question what's going on. And I think this is really powerful. Like we can't always control what what pops into our minds, right? The thoughts that pop into our minds, our kids' minds. But sometimes it sometimes it feels like this pop-up ad on our computer, right? Like we're doing something, we're doing our thing, we're feeling okay. And then all of a sudden this really strange, random, intrusive thought, this downer of a thought pops up. And we don't necessarily like conjure it up. It just kind of pops up in there like a pop-up ad. And that's the point where we have a decision to make, where we have choices, right? And when we have choices and when we have a decision to make, that's where we have control. That's where we actually have some power, right? In so much of life, we have no control and control is simply an illusion. But in this area, when something pops up and we're deciding, are we gonna let this land or not? We actually do have control there. And what that means is that we get to decide, we get to teach our kids that they can decide what to do with every thought, every thought they have. Like, do they let the plane land and allow themselves to ruminate on that thought and stress out about it and let it spiral and and send them into a panic? Or do we teach ourselves to acknowledge thoughts that we don't necessarily want, believe, whatever, and say no thanks and just let it pass. And we really can teach our kids this. Like when they think something negative, when they think something pessimistic, when they think something hopeless, stop. They can assess it, right? They can learn to question if it's actually true. Oftentimes it's not. They can, they can think it through before they decide if they're going to hold on to it or not. And when I did this episode on positivity back in episode 58, I talk pretty in depth about Byron Katie's work. And her work is, it's called The Work, about challenging our paradigms. Just questioning what we're thinking, right? Whether it's true. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I just encourage you to check it out. Episode 58, I'll link it in the show notes too. And it'll give you guys a great framework for challenging your thoughts, challenging your assumptions. And those are the three ways. I really think it's a good place to start. Just, I mean, teaching your kids that everything is seasonal. So when they're Feeling down in the dumps. There's hope that it's going to turn around. Teaching them that they're not alone, right? They can rely on us as present, loving parents. They can rely on their creator. And then third, man, just encouraging them to question their thoughts. Like so much, so many of the things that come through our minds, garbage. And we don't have to hold on to it. We can let it go. And we can find hope in that. All right. This is our last episode of Motherhood Monday as we've been doing them. It's our last episode of talking through these character traits in the way that we've been doing it. Um, we're kind of restructuring some things here on the podcast, so we're going to be bringing you new content on Mondays. So we're still going to have Monday episodes going forward. Really tune in next Monday. It's going to be a short episode, but I just want to lay out our vision for you guys for the podcast moving forward. Um but I guess I just want to leave you with a couple thoughts on what we've been doing on these Motherhood Monday episodes that we've done together. Like all the ones we've gone through so far since launch. Friends, they're not going anywhere. So if you've been wanting to refresh on some of the handles I give you, if you've been wanting to replay some of them to continue focusing on particular values or character traits each week, like, go for it. Start back. There's so much that we can do within each of those episodes to help our kids grow in character. If there's some you haven't heard yet, go back and listen to them. Um, if you're finding opportunities to teach and coach your kids around certain values, and I say opportunities as in you're seeing that maybe they're lacking in a certain character trait or they're struggling with it, and there's an opportunity there to help them grow, go back, Right? Find the episode on patience, find the episode on resilience, find, you know, whatever it is, the episode on joy, whatever it is that, that you find that they're, they're struggling with, um, and listen to it. And I, I promise you, it's going to give you some ideas. It's going to give you some encouragement. So go back and listen. And Mondays are going to continue to be a place for just that, for encouragement and coaching. I'm really believing they're going to continue to add value to your life. So, um, Just grateful for you. Just grateful for you listening thus far. I really appreciate it. Um, But tune in next Monday as I kind of lay out the vision for the podcast in the new year. I'm really, really excited about it. I am believing it's going to um, speak some life into you. It's going to give you more tips and tools uh, really around you as the woman of mom and not necessarily so much uh, parenting related topics. All right. So it's Christmas week, end of the year. We are going to end this year, start this week off in the best way we know how, and that's really praying over our families. So join me in prayer. God, we just, we thank you. We thank you always for the gift of our children. We are praying hope over them this week, God. So help our kids, help them to hear you saying that you're their hope. Help them to hear that over all of the other voices infiltrating their day to day. I ask that you just fill them with hope. God, just be with our kids. Remind them that they don't have to do any of this alone. You alone know the things they hope for. You alone know how they're feeling, how they're feeling low, maybe on hope. You know it and help them to just rely on you. Help them to rely on your word. Help them to rely on your promises because you're faithful. God, you're, you're unchanging. You don't forget our kids. You don't forsake them. Just help them to trust in you. Help them to ask you for what it is that they really want and they really need, the things they're hoping for, God. We just believe that you can do more than we ever could. We believe you can do more than we can ever really even imagine. And we know that you want to bless us. So when our kids are feeling weak, God, they're feeling hopeless, give them hope. Hope for a better tomorrow. Hope that their their struggles are going to pass. Hope that what they're going through really has a purpose. We believe you work all things for good, God, and in that we find hope. We just pray a hope over our children that fuels love. We pray a hope over them that fuels kindness. We pray a hope over them that fuels generosity and joy. And God, in the moments where they're feeling like it's a little dark, God, in the seasons of darkness, we Pray that you give them the hope of your light. Just cover them in your light, God. Have them walk in the light. We just thank you for being our hope. We love you. We praise you. We're grateful for you. We worship you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you love mommy's polygraphs, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in.